record on this computer. Let's get a confirmation. And I believe we are now live for episode number 102 of the Beer Sports and the Whatever podcast. My name is Michael, the UH Big Red Hack Guy Brown. I am joined by number 90 on the field, but number one in my heart, Seed Riser <laughs> of University of Houston football and Maryland. And am I forgetting somewhere? Nope, just those. Just Maryland Laverne, Laverne and Laverne High School, if you want to throw it back to high school days. Laverne I high don't. School. I just want to keep it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Zeke. Um, hey, we are live for episode number 102. Let's not beat around the bush. We have an incredibly busy show to get to. Uh, you were very active on the last show, so we had to get you on and, and talk about your uh, feeling about a lot of stuff going on in sports right now. Because it looks like the sports world is back. Am I right? Or yeah, like without any, I don't want to say without any sports happening, with so little sports happening, there's a lot going on, I will, I will say. Oh, for sure. Um, we got the Washington insert name. Uh, they're going to be something, hopefully sometime soon, I think. Um, we've got MLS is back. We've got uh, people fighting on some island in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we got golf. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so let's get into this first. What are you drinking? What's the beer of the week? What's your beer of the week? I got a lawnmower by uh, St. Arnold's. Uh, what is the, the mouthfeel of that? Is it delicious? Is it good? Oh, it's great. It's very, it's a, it's an easy drinker. Okay. An easy oh. drinker. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I am drinking a Shiner light blonde. Shiner also light blonde. Drinker. Counting calories. Okay. You don't get to <laughs> you don't get this kind of physique, you know, just drinking anything. <laughs> okay, I just want you to know that. Um, all right, so we get the beers of the week out of the way. Let's go, let's go to a little basketball. Uh, James Harden is already in the news for doing something wrong. He's only been in Orlando for 24 hours. Um, so that's not shocking at all. As a San Antonio Spurs fan, who is more important to the Rockets, James Harden or Russell Westbrook? James Harden, 100%. James – okay, let me write that down so I can send <laughs> that to my buddy Ryan. James Harden – 100%. All right, make your case, Mr. Riser. But, like, so let me start with the fact that I I wouldn't say that I'm a Westbrook fan, but I don't dislike him. I think he's a very skilled basketball player. I just think that James Harden is the heart and soul of the Rockets. And so if they want to, you know, make a run at the championship this year, it's going to have to go through him. I think, you know, far and away he's their best player – no matter how good Westbrook is, he is the Rockets' best player, and he is who the Rockets have to count on in order to uh, try to win it all. Ryan, I've written this down, heart and soul, if you see this at the bottom. I've written it down according to Zeke. Uh, we talked about this uh, on episode what is it, 101. Uh, the Spurs are interesting. You as a Spurs fan, you're one of my two Spurs fans. Uh, I can't, you can't have too many fans of your rival team be buddies, you know? Like, I yep. think the quota is, like, three or four. <laughs> like, like, if something happens when you play each other and a bad game happens, you can't deal with more than, like, a four-tex threat. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Just make sure <laughs> there are right. maxes on things like that. It's true. That's Just true. so everyone knows, I'm wearing a Houston basketball shirt, but it's a U of H shirt. It's not a rock. I like shirt. that shirt, man. It's a nice-looking shirt. It's a decent-looking yeah. shirt. Would you be shocked if uh, Mike D'Antoni's out after this year that Kelvin Sampson's the next head coach of the Rockets? I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think especially with 
Thank you. you know, what U of H has done and with Tillman being who he is, I just think that it almost makes too much sense. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talent on that Rockets roster. And if they're, if they don't make a, a deep push, um, I mean, I could definitely see Kellen Sampson stepping in there, especially with like all the contract stuff that got worked out with his son, with U of H, with the head coach and waiting deal. Um, I mean, it does make a lot of sense. And I just don't know if you don't go to college, I don't know who you go to. I mean, I, I haven't really caught, you know, kept up with the coaching carousel in the NBA or anything like that, but I mean, he's already here. It makes a lot of sense. I love the idea of Sam Cassell being the next head coach of the Rockets, but I don't think it's the right time. I think maybe when Harden moves on and yeah. Westbrook moves on, like they move into the next phase. Yeah, like maybe like if they're in like a rebuilding phase or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Sam yeah. Cassell would be the perfect guy once mm -hmm. that happens. Um, now that we're talking about U of H, I want to want your opinion on a couple things college <laughs> football related. Um, number one, in this current climate, two-part question. Number one, would you feel comfortable playing college football in this upcoming fall semester? And would you like or not like, or would it be the same with no fans? Okay, so first question, I, I mean, I really wouldn't like playing because it would just feel to me like everything was a scrimmage. I mean, the, the fans are the game. Like, you know, whenever you go and even, even at an away game, um, you know, with booze and stuff like that. And whenever, you know, the crowd is loud, whenever your team is on offense, like still like that's what makes the game. And so it would just feel like a scrimmage or like spring ball or something like that, which I hated spring ball. And so I wouldn't want to play no matter how much I love football, it just wouldn't feel the same. So I wouldn't want to play. Um, and then what would you ask next? What do I think that they should play? Yeah. I mean, gun to your head, proverbial gun to your head. I mean, would you, if you're the NCAA, because it feels like it's being left up to different conferences. Like the SEC has basically said we're playing. Uh, uh, what's it called? The, the Pac-12 has – everybody's canceled non-conference. What, yeah. Who's the Harvard what's, – what's the name of that league? Ivy League. The Ivy League has basically punted on the season, not that they're any good yeah. at football anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they punted all of their collegiate sports. So, in a grand scale – should they just postpone it to the spring? Should they not play? I mean, what do they do? So, so I've heard the grumblings of possibly moving it to the spring and stuff like that. But, and I know that it's America and we prioritize football as, as much as we can, but then it kind of cheapens like all of the spring sports if you move it to spring. Um, and so like, I don't know if there's a way to do like more individual sports during the fall, something where there will be more, you know, um, like a more of a focus on being able to keep people apart or something like that. So maybe more individual sports, but I mean, again, I don't know how many you have. Um, I, I just, to be honest with you, if you don't have everyone doing the same thing and where half, you know, half the people are, you know, basically thrown in the towel or, you know, just going just conference schedules. And then the SEC says that they're going to play everybody obviously because they're at the SEC. I honestly, I, I really don't think it should happen just because I don't know how it would work. Again, or if there's not going to be any fans, it's going to just be like a scrimmage. And I don't want to see just a bunch of poster boards of people's faces in the, in the stands. It just doesn't make sense to me. The Astros want a hundred dollars from me to put my face in the. Yeah. Court. I got, I got that email too. Are you kidding like, me? Look, don't get me wrong. Okay. This face belongs on a seat somewhere. 
Let's just be honest with each other, okay? That's just facts, okay? But I'm just saying, I'm not paying $100 to put my face on a cardboard cutout. Do I, if I get to keep it, I might do it. But I don't know if I get to keep it. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them for at least trying because, I mean, they got to make money somehow because you already know how much money they lost this year. So, okay, it's very, very gimmicky. Let's get to that real quick, okay? I'm sick and tired of these owners crying about losing money. Trust me. I get it. I'm sure they're losing money. Everybody's losing money in every single business. Bartenders, servers, building owners that have to evict people because they can't pay. You're really going to sit here and tell me that all of these owners crying bankruptcy, it's ridiculous. Come on now. Like a hundred, you know what? I want the, you know what fan of a team I'm going to be? The first owner that comes out and says, send us your pictures. We're going to put you in the stadium. Yeah. No one, I don't think anybody's done that. And, and I just don't know, obviously I don't know what people's like financial statements and how their accounting works and stuff like that. But if, if these owners basically don't have the financial backing in order to basically just take an L on the whole season, then it just, it, it doesn't really make sense with them complaining. Like, I mean, don't, don't be an owner of a professional sports team if you don't have the ability to make it through a situation like this. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense because they, they have to do something, but $100 for a poster board in the stands is just, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. Here's what James Harden said about fans. We don't have any fans, so it's you versus us, and we're going to have to figure it out. If you're fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, it doesn't matter what seed we are for us. It's about being in shape and making sure that our offense and our defense is crispy. By the way, he said crispy and not crisp. And I genuinely appreciate that comment because I don't think I've heard anybody say that the defense needs to be crispy. Um, I, I, like, I like crispy better than crisp anyway. So. I like crispy too. You know what? If we're in a bar and somebody's like, hey, how's your team playing? I'm like, bro, the offense looks good. The crispy. defense is crispy. I'm in. I'm in for that. There was a song called Crispy, like in like the mid two thousands. I think it was hard. Okay. Uh, it okay. was so Who's it by? I don't know. Some guy that only made that song, but it was really good. I'm about to okay. look it up, and I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, let me know for sure. Um, <laughs> Charles Barkley came out and said, "If the Portland Trailblazers make it to the playoffs as the eight seed, they will beat the Los Angeles Lakers." Is he nuts, or yes. is he a genius? Because I agree with him. Well, I, I, I don't agree. Why not? Um, Make your case for the Lakers. LeBron James. I don't know what else to tell you. Their like, backcourt sucks. LeBron Actually, James, if LeBron James is on the team, I give him a shot at going to the championship every year. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm saying that. I'm not really even that big of a LeBron fan. Like, I don't, like, hate him, but I don't, like, really like him. But – Fair. If he if he's on a roster, I don't see them losing to the Portland Trailblazers as the eight seed. I just don't. You know, with no Avery Bradley and no Rajon Rondo, their backcourt is already slim with those guys. Who's going to cover Lillard and who's going to cover McCollum? I don't, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have those answers for you. Like I don't I don't have the matchup scenarios. I'm giving them to but, you. Don't worry about it. But, That's why I'm here. I'm here for you. But they they have two of the best five players in the league. No, whoa, whoa. You're putting Anthony Davis in the top five players in the league? I definitely think so. Oh, you're out of your mind. All right, so who's your top five players? 
in the Who's league right now? Yeah, right now. Um, gosh, I need to write them down so I can make sure I don't leave anybody out. Okay, I'm uh, assuming LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. These are not in order, by the way. Understood. LeBron I James. Love millions of fans listening to this show know <laughs> that these are not in order. Uh, so Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Anthony Davis, because I already said that he was in the top five. Understood. Um, I'm, like, drawing a blank on, like I, – I, I always say like, – <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> Sorry. God, this beer is going down the wrong way. Is he? Kevin Durant. I don't even know if I want to put Kevin Durant in the top five right now. If he was healthy? You wouldn't put Kevin Durant in the top if he, five? If, if he's healthy, I would, I, would, I would definitely put him in the yeah, top five. Yeah, no, no, no. This, yeah. is, this is health – basketball players um kevin durant i need i need someone else and this is just top five players i don't have to make a team do i you don't have to make a team not necessarily i'm just saying the fact that you haven't said james harden it's a little disconcerting i'm i'm i mean i don't really like james harden so i don't yeah, yeah, well, it's fine it's no he's big a good deal. scorer but i don't know if he's top five he's top 10 for sure okay but wait wait, wait. okay so he's anywhere from three to eight that's what i'll say eight Three to eight, somewhere in there. Okay, that's fair. Hey, that's 100% fair. You do realize Anthony Davis has been out of the first round one time in his eight seasons in the NBA, correct? That's fine, but, I mean, he's still a fantastic player. He's a good player. He's a very good player. He's like, he's like seven feet tall but can shoot and can cross over anyone that tries to guard him. He's probably going to be the defensive player of the year this year. You forgot about Giannis, by the way. I'm not convinced with him. I don't think he's well-rounded in I know, I know well, every good sports take tonight, you get a slow clap. You get a very slow clap. I appreciate it. Okay. But, like, okay, so Giannis reminds me of, like, LeBron James whenever he first started. Like, he was physical. He was impressive Ooh, to watch. Comparison. Huh? That's a good comparison. I like that. But he's just not well-rounded. I mean, I think you saw it last – was it last year in the playoffs? Like, he was just getting shut down because he couldn't hit shots. Who do you think – I mean, we're both basketball fans. I mean, is it Milwaukee in the East? Because I think I think uh, I think Philadelphia could give them a run for their money. I think I think Toronto is good as well. I think this has the capability of being the most exciting basketball playoffs in the history of the game ever. And 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 the reason why I definitely agree with you, and and to be honest with you, it's kind of going back to the point we were talking about before, is because there are no fans in the stands. I really think that you're going to see some teams do better than what they may normally do because you're going to have, you know, a roster full of guys that probably, you know, aren't used to playing in front of like huge crowds and stuff like that and are just going to try to go out there and prove themselves. And then a lot of the – I bet you you're going to see a lot of these superstars possibly struggle because they don't have, you know, anyone watching them. And as weird as that kind of sounds, I really think it's going to happen. But I, I think you're going to see some teams come out of nowhere and surprise, surprise some people just because of the atmosphere that this playoff bubble is going to be in. I think Shaq's out of his mind for saying that Brooklyn's going to win in the first round with basically nobody left on their roster. Um, but that's besides the point. But it's like the NFL. If the NFL actually takes off and actually plays the season with fans, without fans, the storylines alone in the NFL are enough to keep me intrigued. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, does Cam work out in uh, uh, New England? Uh, you got TB12 in Tampa. You have, you know, Washington. I think Washington's going to be a team to watch. I know that's not a popular opinion, 
Dwayne Haskins in his third year. You have uh, Chase Young. You have Ryan Kerrigan. You have enough talent on that team to be. But I, I think the biggest thing is you have Ron Rivera coming in as head coach. He's, he's really a guy that I think can turn an entire team around. Now, they're still going to get last in their division, in my opinion. But I think in the next few years, you're really going to see them really do well. I mean, it's all relatively speaking to them being so terrible before. True. But I think Ron I, – I have a lot of faith in Ron Rivera and what he's going to, you know, possibly do with that team. For sure. And then you look at uh, – I think uh, Mike McCarthy, I think in Dallas, is a really good fit there as well. I thought Lincoln Riley was going to get that job, but I like Mike McCarthy. I like Mike McCarthy too. There a lot. Uh, what were your thoughts when the Miami Dolphins, the only franchise in the history of the NFL to have an undefeated season, the Miami Dolphins, America's Miami Dolphins, um, also responsible for Ace Ventura, Bet Detective, one of the greatest movies of all time. I, I think I quoted that movie twice today, by the way. Did you really? What did you quote? Um, so uh, the Dan Marino line where he says, hey, Ace, you got any more of that gum? It's like, oh, I'll ask you to stay out of my personal affairs. That That's none of your damn one. business, Derek. <laughs> and then um, I think I sent – I guess it doesn't count as a quote, but I sent a gif of the uh, – um, I'll write it into someone today. This There's is my boyfriend, Ace, Tom Ace. Tom, Tom Ace. Ace. Pleasure to meet you. And <laughs> congratulations on all of your success. You smell terrific. <laughs> you smell terrific. <laughs> so good. What were your thoughts when Miami took Tua? Was that the right pick? Because I gave that pick an absolute A+. Um, it's tough because you know that they had to get a QB in there. Yep. I just don't know. I just don't know how he's going to do in the NFL. And, and so, like, the, the comparison I'm going to make, even though they're not – I don't want to make it, but I'm going to. The Kyler Murray type situation, I think that ultimately, like whenever we look back like 10 years from now, I think Kyler Murray is going to have a much better NFL career than what we're going to say that Tua has. Um, this is looking – this is 10 years from now. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know if – I don't know if I wouldn't have gone and tried to go after Cam if I'm not – if I'm Miami. I think I think Cam would have done really well, and he's already proved himself. Um, I think I personally think that would have made more sense. And knowing what we know now, they probably could have got him for cheap because he's playing for was it like the veteran minimum or whatever this year. But do you know how many you know how many quarterbacks Miami has taken in the first round since two thousand and one? Ten. <laughs> taken one quarterback in the first round since two thousand and one. That was Ryan Tannehill. That was Ryan Tannehill. And let's be honest, Ryan Tannehill's wife was the better pick there. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm, I, that's just me being objective. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I didn't understand the Ryan Tannehill pick there either, but it, it's a red flag to me that they're not trying to go after, I'm, I'm going to say it, even as a defensive player, the, the most important position on the field, why they haven't made that a priority. Well, you talk, you're talking about defensive ends? No, no, no. Why they haven't? Why they haven't made? Why Miami hasn't made getting a quarterback a priority? Well, you got to remember back in what was it, 2011? They had two quarterbacks in free agency that they were eyeing. One was Dante Culpepper, and the other was Drew Brees. And the quarterback at the time 
was or the quarterback. The head coach at the time was Nick Saban. And Nick Saban did not trust Drew Brees' shoulder. He picked Dante Culpepper. He won one game. He goes to Alabama, and the rest of the franchise sucks. Can you imagine how different the Dolphins would be right now if they would have taken Brees instead of Culpepper? Well, that's true. That's true. Spoken like a true Dolphin fan, but that's very true because that's – Thank you. It could, have, it could have been extremely different. Because, I mean, you can argue that uh, the Saints were in a similar situation, that they all they needed was a quarterback, and now look where the Saints have been the past decade. For sure. Um, what are your three must-have foods in a pantry during an international pandemic? Zeke, riser? Um, um, so I'm going to go – In case people start flooding grocery stores, I want to make sure everybody that I have on the show, I ask this question. Okay, so and, and we're not and it has to be in the pantry, right? So no refrigerated pantry. items. Okay. Yeah, because during uh, like eight years ago, I did this thing called "What's in Mike's Pantry." Every time there's a bad flood or there's like a hurricane. I remember doing that, and you were and you were counting like literally every single item, and I remember like your toilet paper specifically was. Yeah, I wanted to make sure everybody. You got to let everybody know what you got in case somebody else, you know, can come over and help you out. You know. Yeah. If you run along with Cosmic Brownies and somebody else has some, then they know. Yeah. Um, okay, so number one, I'm going to go bread because I don't think I've eaten more sandwiches than what I have since, like, March 1st. Um, you got a bread. So, you can't just say bread. You have to give a specific type. Um, so I go, I go with um, the honey wheat. I think it's, like, Nature's Own or something like that. I go honey wheat. Okay. Um, Interesting. It's the same bread I've been eating since I was, I don't know, how young at my house. And so I've just stuck to it. Um, I'm going to go some, uh, some of those kettle cooked jalapeno chips. Again, I don't know if I've eaten more kettle cooked jalapeno chips than what I have since March 1st. Um, and then another one I'm going to do is, uh, cereal. Uh, my cereal of choice is cinnamon toast crunch because it's the best cereal ever made. That's not, I, I think really just cereal in general. Um, even for non-cereal eaters, I think that it's been a must um, since the pandemic started. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the greatest cereal ever made. There's no yes. way. It's not even in the top three. Oh, come on. It's not even in the top three. Pure like cereal. I think that James Harden is in the top three. Frosted Flakes. You're going to tell me it's better than Frosted Flakes? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Out of your mind. Better than Fruity Pebbles? No. Yes, 100%. No. There's no way. Just turned, they just turned to mush. That's not true. It's just a pile of colorful mush. Okay, but you know what the greatest cereal ever is? It's Cocoa Krispies. No. I still, it is. I still, you know why? Because what, what do you do at the end of – what do you get at the end of Cocoa Krispies? The milk. But that's what – The chocolate milk. Yeah, but that's what you get with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The you want to drink cinnamon milk? milk? It's great. That's, yeah, it's fantastic. That's terrible. Also, also rum chata, the like liqueur or whatever, tastes the exact same, but spiked. All right, well, we're moving on from this question because we can talk about cereal for 45 minutes. Um, you know those little Miss Debbie snacks? You know, like they have the Cosmic Brownies, they have the Nutty Buddies, they have all that. Okay, what is the number one little Miss Debbie cake? Um, so this is spoken from a man who has uh, probably kept them in business since I was uh, like eight, from like eight to 16. Okay. Were, were prime, uh, was it Miss Debbie, Little Debbie, one of those? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, my number one, let, let's just say that I have many favorites, but my number one is going to be Cosmic Brownie. Yes. Yes. Zeke Reiser, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right, you've redeemed Thank yourself. You. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though, is definitely terrible. But I always have a box of Cosmic Brownies in my 
pantry always at all times you have to. How, many times, how many times so you know how it has like that little divider in the middle do you ever right. split a cosmic brownie with someone else no like they're only like this big aren't they like you don't split a cosmic brownie but there's that divider there in case you want to no the divider is there to let you know hey you may not want this entire thing you save half now and half for like you don't split a co if you split a cosmic brownie with somebody that is it's eternal really love <laughs> If you're giving half of greatness and a cake, like the entire box is $1.79. I almost feel bad when they ring it up. I want to give them more money. <laughs> They're Terrible. great. They're really um, has this international pandemic made you appreciate sports? Okay, so let me rephrase. Do you find yourself watching different sports like just because you miss sports? Like you, did, you weren't a soccer fan before, but now you watch soccer. Or do you realize that you really can survive without sports? Um, I wouldn't say that I can survive without sports um, because like every morning I'm waking up to like what, what happened since I last, you know, read something about sports. So even again, kind of going back to the, to the beginning of the conversation, there's been so much going on, even without sports actually being played, like actual games being played and a lot of the world sports that, it's not like I, I've gone like cold turkey or anything like that, but I will say um, that match with uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods against Phil Mickelson and uh, Tom Brady, I was more hyped up, and I was like in the process of like moving. Um, I was more hyped up for that golf match than I have for probably anything in like the four months before that, at least the four months before that. And I don't, and, and I'm, I don't really like play golf or anything like that. I'm more of a drink beer and drive the cart kind of guy, but like I got so hyped up for that golf match and it was great. It was fantastic. I, I wish they did it every year. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, it was interesting. I didn't realize Peyton, I knew Peyton Manning was funny. I didn't realize he was that funny. Yeah. Like he's constantly cracking jokes and I don't think they're like dad jokes either. Like I, I feel like it's like legitimate, like, funny stuff just in casual conversation. But I also liked, um, this was kind of another topic of discussion in golf is having the players mic'd up. I would like for the players to be mic'd up like all the time on the PGA tour. I get why they're not, but to have that insight during that match to hear like Phil Mickelson, like coaching up Tom Brady, who's one of the greatest athletes of all time to show, to show him coaching Tom Brady up, and just seeing like what these little intricacies are oh, yeah. was, it was fantastic. It was so cool. All right. We got to move on to a very, very serious topic. Very serious. Dwight Howard says he was reported to the NBA's campus hotline set up to help protect players and staff participating in the league's restart in Orlando and received a warning for not covering his face with a mask. Here's the thing, right? Now, I played sports at a very high level, junior varsity baseball before I tore my rotator cuff. Uh, I, look, major athlete, okay? Major athlete. I would never call a snitch hotline on a, on, a, on a teammate or on somebody else in the league. You don't do that. Do you agree or do you not agree? Would Zeke snitch to a snitch line? And, and so there's, there's a, uh, a John ja Morant – uh, quote on snitching and I'm, I'm going to see if I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Um, okay. So he said, I don't know the hotline number or none of that. 
guys go about certain stuff they want they want uh, the way they want to but me i ain't see nothing hear nothing i ain't saying nothing that's John exactly Brent. how you have to be that's my new favorite player which they're they're setting people up by having the hotline anyway which i i get that it's kind of like a cya type deal to have that hotline because there's a lot of money at risk but if if you're one of the if you're an nba player and you're dialing up that hotline to snitch on another player you need to be kicked out of the league. Sure. Like, so weak. You don't just snitch. Like, from a personal standpoint. Bro, that's bro code. That's just bro yeah. code. Sorry. That's how I feel. That's how I'm always going to feel about it. Yeah. All right. So, your sports opinions-wise, you're doing decent. This is your second time on the show. So, you've been through the ringer, if you will, once oh, before. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a baseball fan? I don't think we've ever uh, talked yeah. about that. Uh, yes, I'm a baseball fan. I'm not – I wouldn't say that I'm an enthusiast, but I love going to games. Who's your team? Uh, Astros. Good. And I, I say I, – I will never claim that I've been a lifelong Astros fan because at one point, whenever they were good, I was also rooting for the Rangers. I've also been known to root for the uh, White Sox. I'm all over the place. But as of the past, like, five years, definitely a hardcore Astros fan. I think the Astros have a legit shot at the World Series this year. I really do. I think everybody – has a shot, to be honest with you. But I think the Astros have the second or first best lineup in the league. And a pitching staff that features Lance McCullers, Zach Greinke, and Justin Verlander, you're always going to have a shot. But I think this baseball season is going to be absolutely fascinating with 60 games instead of 162. Do you like the shorter season? Or would you? are you on the team of you either play 162 or you don't? Um, I, I like the shorter season. Um... Now, it's I, – I don't know if it's like an every year type thing. I don't wish that they would play 60 games every year. Um, but I, I think that, first of all, they play too many games in a normal season. They play too many games. Um, and in a shorter season, it does make it more exciting because it makes every single game, um, you know, that much more important. But really what I think they should do is make the season, let's say – 100 games, 120 games, and then um, do something more interesting with, like, the playoff system. I think that would really help the game of baseball a lot. But as far as the short season, it's going to be interesting to see – and I mentioned this in episode 101, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see um, how the managers deal with, like, the lineups and rest and how, how they manage things of that nature. So um, – I think some managers are going to get exposed whenever it comes to the shorter season, but I think it's going to come down to uh, bullpen, which even though those, you know, top guys for the Astros are, are some really good names. I don't know if the depth is necessarily going to be able to take them all the way. Um, but I mean, they have as talented of a roster as I, I think really anybody, but I'm just worried about the depth in the bullpen because because you have less games, you're going to need to uh, take rest into account and things of that nature. That's, I think, the thing that is a kind of a red flag for me with Astros this year. Yeah. It's absolutely unconfirmed, but I'm fairly certain Alex Bregman and I attend the same synagogue, um, both being uh, Jewish members of the community. It's absolutely unconfirmed that I've seen him at a service or two before, um, but I'm fairly certain I have, and I, I talked to this individual, and I – I blessed his season. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. That's awesome. um, yeah, I, it, it probably wasn't him, but I'm just throwing it out there. 
it may have been him. I'm just yeah. saying. It could have just been a random person that now thinks that you're delusional. Who knows? No, yeah, no. Let's be honest here. Between you and I, Zeke, and the millions of people listening, um, <laughs> they wouldn't. He wouldn't have been the first. Yeah, um, are you a wrestling fan? Um, I was, but not as much anymore. Um, like I, I like day you were like old so school, like old yeah. school. Yeah, I think like in the mid to late nineties, like that was my jam, man. There's nothing better. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was wrestling in its heyday, and then like now it's honestly just tough to get into because like you don't have like the character development. I feel like that, like the mid to late nineties had. So when I I first got into it and I used to hear the glass break with stone cold, I thought that was the greatest thing ever in the history of the world. And I tried it in my house where I tried to like recreate like the noise break and me like busting through the door. (laughs) And my mom just got mad at me. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, Mom, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know if you could see the vest. She's like, no, you're going to go clean that up now. So, I don't yeah, think really, I don't I think remember really growing worked. up. I, I remember growing up as like, a, as like a little kid that like our bedtime was the second that wrestling went off there. Like we, we got to stay up. And so, and so I grew up in Indiana and um, they didn't account for daylight savings time. And so whenever it said like uh, 10, 9 central, Sometimes it was 10, sometimes it was nine in Indiana. So you would basically switch the time zones. It's really weird. Wait, I don't, I, I think they, I think they. This isn't real. This isn't real. I, I swear to you. I, I like think they, they just, they just decide not to do daylight savings time. Yeah. Not everyone, does, not everyone like respects it or whatever. But yeah, I think Indiana does now. But whenever I was growing up, they didn't. Cause I remember the time switching anyway. Um, yeah. So my bedtime was as soon as wrestling got off the air but I was allowed to stay up and watch it. That's terrible. Um, last major question for you. What is your favorite sporting event for the year? Non-COVID-19 craziness. Like if you had to choose an individual sporting event where all other sporting events were canceled and you could only have this one event, what would it be? Ooh, um, what Super, we do Bowl. Super Bowl, really? Yeah. I don't know, man. And, and, and so with the Super Bowl, let me just start by saying that I am more of a fan of college football than I am professional football. And so I like what they've done with like the BCS and the like playoff and all that good stuff. But I mean, even from whenever I was a little kid, I can remember again, going back to Indiana, I can remember, you know, watching John Elway and the Broncos going to the Super Bowl. And it's like one of like my, like most nostalgic moments is watching the Super Bowl because it always takes me back to even when I was a little kid. It's always been the same. There's always been all the hype and there's been so many just like magical moments that have happened in Super Bowls that like just don't seem to happen in any other game throughout the year. And so I think from just pure nostalgia, it's I think it's always going to be the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is also on my bucket list of like sports events to go to. It's March, Although, Mad- it's March Madness. See, March Madness is it's it's the best. It's it's a really fun time of year, and I like. I think the the best part is the Cinderella stories. But I mean, I think maybe because it's not like a single event that it doesn't have the same time. I think it's it's March Madness is probably the best time of the year, is whenever March Madness is going on. 
Um, what's also awesome is to be a part of, um, to be in a city where, um, like one of the tournaments or like one of the rounds or whatever is going on in that city. Cause you get people from Villanova and, and like Pepperdine are there and just, just like talking so much shit to you. I don't know if, can I cuss on here? Yeah, anyway. sure. Okay. They're talking so much shit to you. And it's like, dude, you like, do you even have a football team? Like it doesn't like, I don't know if it counts, but like that's their time. That is their golden moment. Their one shining moment, if you will. Isn't Pepperdine in California? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Malibu. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I like the Super Bowl. I'm just saying March Madness is the best. All right. Rapid fire here. 10 questions to end the show. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. The Houston Texans should hire Davo Sweeney at all costs. Uh, yeah. no. I don't agree. Why not? Oh, sorry. This uh, is rapid fire. You can't ask. Okay, fine. Okay, well, um, I, I just think that he, he should stay where he is. Okay. Um, the Houston Texans win the AFC South this year? Absolutely not. No the chance. Indianapolis Colts made the right decision by going with Phillip Rivers and not uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Yep. By the way, how big does Philip Rivers' house have to be? He has like 36 kids. How many kids does yeah. he have? I don't know. A lot. I, th- I don't mean to like tear down like Philip Rivers. Like I genuinely think he has like 12 kids. Yeah, I, I think I, I honestly think it's more than seven, but probably less than 10. Probably in the seven to nine range. Giannis Anatokounmpo is better at basketball than James Harden. Uh, not true. James Harden's better. That's a really good answer. That's a, that's a really good answer. Um, what is the greatest Halloween costume you've ever had? Um, I'm going to, there's actually two and they're both came in college. Um, my roommates and I, um, from the Ben street house, I don't know if any of them are watching, but, um, so we lived in a house on Ben street in Houston. This is at U of H. And um, one year we dressed up as uh, the uh, Anchorman team. Was it the Channel 4 News team? Uh, it was great. Um, and then – God, that movie is great. I think the following year – Wait, who we were you? Up, um, I was Brick. I had – I got like a wig because like this – I'm rocking the same haircut whether I want to or not that I was in college. And so I got a wig and I like made it like a comb over and I had like hairsprayed it so it would stay there. And I got glasses and – Popped out the lenses. It was, it was. I like to come to a party. And then um, the next year we dressed up as all of the um, fast food mascots and I was Wendy and I wore a red wig with uh, pigtails. And I also, so you remember me having the stash? I had the, I had the stash like hard with the wig with pigtails. It was kind of disturbing, but uh, honestly it was pretty awesome. Number seven, Taco Bell is better than Whataburger. Uh, not true. Okay. Nor- normally, and that, that hurts me because I'm a Taco Bell fan, but I just think Whataburger is just so good. I think everybody's a fan of Taco Bell, just some people don't want to admit it. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, they feel bad want, for admitting it. Like, you don't want to be seen in the drive-thru, yeah. but also you'll just hammer some Taco Bell. What's the, to- what's the to-go? Not the to-go. What's the go-to? I had that backwards. The go-to Taco Bell order. Um, I, I don't always go there and get the same thing, but some of the best items are the five-layer burrito, okay. uh, the quesadilla, oh. the 
um, what's the uh, what's the hard taco with the with the soft taco on the outside and then the sauce cheesy gordita crunch okay. that's up there um those are probably some of like the go-to but the the key is the nacho cheese the game changer is the combination taco bell and pizza hut you get two quesadillas and some breadsticks dang just carbo loading i know <laughs> i know we're talking about taco bell and pizza. greek guys <laughs> greek god right here um God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Subway is better than Jimmy John's. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You're a Subway guy? Well, I'm not like a Subway guy. I actually like um, – I like Firehouse. It's probably like my number one. And I like Schlotzky's too. But like Subway is like the old faithful. You can always go to it. I don't like Jimmy John's that much. I really don't. Best Philly cheesesteak in the city is uh, Jersey Mike's. I don't know if I've ever been to Jersey Mike's, to be honest with you. My only goal is to get this show sponsored by Jersey Mike's because I talk about Jersey Mike's every single show. It is so good. I don't care what anybody says. Um, the Houston Astros. Papagino's uh, cheesesteaks are pretty good. They're right. better. I've had it. I've had Papagino's. Papagino's is good. It's really good. But it's not Jersey Mike's. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah, you got to go. Okay. You got to go. When you go to Jersey Mike's, you got to get the Philly cheesesteak. Tell them Mike Brown sent you. It's not going to really do anything for you because they're not going to give you anything. You say, How do you know which one I'm going to? You should, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just let them know Mike Brown sent you. Just get it in the ear of a manager when I send a message and I'm like, hey, I need you to sponsor the show. Yeah, I got you. The Houston Astros, question nine, are the 2020 World Series champions, yes or no? No. Sorry about that. I almost don't want to ask you question number 10 because you <laughs> honestly don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, what was that? Oh, greatest U of H football game you ever played in. Um, I'm going to say the uh, 2009 game against Texas Tech. It was it – was, yeah, I, I think, like, honestly, I, and I think I said the word before, but I'm going to say it was magical. It was just, like, so surreal. And then, like, people storming afterwards and, like, taking pictures with people for, like, an hour and a half after the game. And it was, it was like, you could make a movie about that game. Like, it was, it was just amazing. What, uh, I remember there's a picture in the Chronicle of some girl, poor girl got caught in the, uh, in the shrubs, oh, yeah, in the, the end zone, in, the, in like the shrubs or whatever. Yeah, that was awesome. Right across, saw it happen. It was awesome. Um, oh God, what was I gonna say? The are you a fan of the Rob or uh, TDECU? Uh, the Rob. You like TDECU as a former should have been All American at U of H, to be quite honest with you. Um. I don't like TDECU Stadium. I don't like going to games there. I miss the Rob. What do you think? Yeah, it's um, – and, and I've been to – how many games did I actually go to? Like, before, before I was a player, I know I went to the 2008 game against Tulane. I think that was the only game I've ever been to at the Rob, and it was, like, 40% full. But, like, whenever I was playing there, and especially, like, in, like – 2009 and 2011, like two just awesome years. Um, I really think like in UH football overall, 
those years playing in the Rob, it was awesome. Cause like it was, cause like whenever you think about it, like in the grand scheme of like football stadiums, the Rob was a crappy football stadium, but like it was our crappy football stadium. And it was just like, like the heritage and the history. And we had that thing like standing room only. And it was, it was just an awesome place. Like the, the locker rooms were absolutely God awful. And I would never wish them on another football program as long as I live. But I mean, that but place they were ours. They were our crappy locker rooms. Yes, exactly. Y'all's, ours, whoever's. And, and so like the, so TDECU, it's nice. I mean, it, it's, it's freaking awesome. Like walking around there and you, you know, everything is like still, you know, pretty new and you have all the like fanciest stuff and it's bigger. Uh, it's kind of like being a sellout because I, you know, I know what the Rob was and yeah, I mean, it was just awesome. It was crappy, but it was awesome. It was hours, man. Yeah. Like I remember the, I only went when I was there for four years, one rain game. And that was when Keenum threw like 9,000 yards in a game against Rice. It was so beautiful. Yeah, was so... Night, night game. It was. It was great. Oh, oh probably we the coolest thing I we took like, the um... last game. I have the one nineteen sign from Coo Crew section, and it's signed uh, by Keenum. And it awesome. says, "Love the Rob, Go Cougs, Case Keenum." I paid like fifteen bucks to the autograph. The sign was free. I would not sell that for. Somebody came in here and offered me five hundred bucks for it. I wouldn't sell it. Not even close. Um, so, so the rice game you were talking about, I'm pretty sure we were up like 63 to nothing at halftime. I think it would, I think it ended up being like 73, 14 or something like that as a final score. But I think that's the one we were up like 63 to nothing at halftime. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to get it framed. Cause that's like the coolest thing that I own. I think that's why I'm always lucky. And I don't mind leaving my door open. Cause if somebody comes in, I have nothing worth anything more than like, like $400 in this entire apartment. Nothing of really like monetary value. But yeah. Like just don't shoot me. Like if you're going to come in, like, Hey, just come in. We'll have a beer. We'll watch the game. You take anything you want. Just don't take my hat. This don't take this. Don't take my case. Kingdom sign. And don't take my couch. Those are the three things. You can have anything else you want. That's fair. <laughs> All right. All right, Zeke. This has been episode number 102. Yep. Three, two? 102. It's 102. Sure. Alex, it's 102. I swear to God. Sure. Look, Every, we're live in front of millions of fans right now. We can't be having this kind of banter. <laughs> Zeke, thank you for coming on the show. You're invited back anytime. You just tell me anytime Absolutely. you want to come on, we'll do a show. Sounds good, man. All right. This has been episode number 102 of Beer Sports Whatever. Catch us on the Yellow Pages. Uh, we have a sign on the bathroom at the Twin Peaks off uh, I-10 and Kirkwood. If you take a picture of it and send it to us, we will give you 10% off your next purchase of a shirt or a koozie at least three years from now. On SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, you can find us. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And as always, it's 849 OU Still Sucks, Ruck Feist, Go Coops. Did I get that right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, by the way, the Colts will win the division this year. I'm just telling you that right now. I hope so. The Titans came out of nowhere. I don't know. You're going to be all right. All right. I'll get you the show as soon as it's done. All right. Awesome. Hold Thanks. on real quick. Hey, hey Z. What's up? Do you – so I asked – Mike didn't want to ask this question, but you know how in, like, the English League, they put, like, the background sound, like the fake fan, like the sounds from, like, the video games? Yeah. Do you think the other league should do that or no? Like with nobody in the stadium? Right. Yeah, that's what they do. They play the sounds from the video games. So it makes it feel like some people are there. No, I, th I just think that sounds like so gimmicky.
I don't know. That's like that's like putting that's like putting the posters of the people on the uh, stands. That's true. I don't I'm know. Just wondering, I'm just wondering how they're gonna do it with like if like the NBA players are saying like "fuck you, bro" on the court. Are they gonna bleep it out or just let it roll? Oh, man, you Yo, so you're not you're not gonna be able to put a mic down there. You're just not gonna be able to because you're gonna hear every single word. You're not you're not gonna be able to put a mic down there. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm really interested to see how the production of the bubble and yeah. like those games and stuff like that. I'm interested to see like what it looks like, what it sounds like, because it's obviously going to be just like so different i don't know it's going to look like have you ever seen like the nba combine yeah you've seen like videos ever or something like that that's what it's going to remind me of it's just like aau of, basketball yeah it's just going to be a bunch of dudes in some no-name gym with some dudes with like a clipboard watching They're playing in a ballroom i can't wait yeah They're playing in a hotel ballroom <laughs>